Hello people, it's Big Lloyd here, we're back for another episode of Tempo and Flow Music Industry Talks and we've got an OG on today, like I'm really excited to have this guy, um, he's been in the game for so long, um, yeah he does so many things, so much, he's involved in so much. I asked him to do this, he said he would, so let's get him on. I can see him now. Live. The OG Kwame Quayton. Kwame. Hey, hey. What's happening? How are you, man? Listen, I'm good. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this, man. It's all good. Seriously. It's a pleasure. So I'm going to jump straight in with you because we got so much to cover. Yeah. Um, how did your career get going? How did you get into music? Okay, so I'm going to be quick. Yeah. Breathe in. <laughs> 1989. Yeah. I come across a guy called Steve Marston. I'm going to do this in three minutes. Come across a guy called Steve Marston. Steve Marston introduces me to a group of people, basically down in the basement in Shepherd's Bush. We then basically make some music together. On making the music, we decide that we're not going to go and take it around to loads of record labels. We, take, we took it to one. That one turned it down. We were like, forget it. We're going to put it out ourselves. Put out our first thing. Um, a track called I'm the One and it blew. The name of the band that I was in was Deep Influence. And I guess we were part of an acid jazz movement. Anyway, so we go from being in the band to live playing. We then get signed by Atlantic. First we were signed by Acid Jazz. Then we get signed by Atlantic Records, a woman called Sylvia Roan, who's still big boss at Epic, I think, now. Okay. She is. Yeah. So... Sylvia signed us, came from America, flew over, signed us. She signs us to Atlantic, but at the same time, whenever we're going over to America, I'm absorbing quite a lot of like the industry stuff. Because in, in America, they were ahead of us, definitely, especially when it came to the hire of black professionals, basically. Um, and I, the label that I was signed to, from the ground, from the bottom all the way up to the top was, I would say, 85% black. So, um, uh, and obviously we were doing black music, so it, it, you, you just found it, you just didn't have to explain stuff. It was just like, bam. Anyway, we go from that into uh, doing live. Live, we build up our live stock, we become, I've still got an award, got an award there. Yeah, yeah, you go. There's one. That's a Black Music Award. That's for Best Live Act. Um, we win that. We go, go on the road. We get taken on the road by lots of big... So we support Michael Jackson. We support Prince. We support James Brown. We support Naughty by Nature. We support In Vogue. We, we do a lot of gigging, okay? Yeah. From that, we learn all about the live sphere. Um, we then go into production, we produce. So this is The Influence Productions, this is myself, Steve Marston, Ed Baden-Powell, Sarah Ann Webb. 
we also, obviously we've got the live band as well. So that's Pascal Consoli, that's Sebastian Allen, that is uh, various, you know, uh, Vicky, St. James, Mary Pierce. We then take, and Gary Paul, we, on background vocals. So we then take all of that with us. We're out on the road. From being on the road, we come back into the studio, make our next album, mm. um, and at the same time start producing people. So the production stuff starts to go really well. And during that, we get asked by labels, basically they say, look, you're, you're good at producing. So if you ever come across anybody that you think might be good, let us know. Uh, start a record label um, um, with, a, actually with a guy called Paul Kennedy and started this record label. Yeah, started, started a record label called uh, Freak Street Records. And yeah. um, I guess my part of it was the sort of signing in and much more the sort of artist end. Anyway, so signed. First person we signed was Shauna Scoffrey. Next person I think we signed was Elizabeth Troy, who's obviously now the vocalist, does a lot of, did a lot of work for Clean Bandit. Yeah. Um, and then from then, the next person that we signed was Shola Ammer. So Shola Ammer I met on a tube station, it's an old story, but Hammersmith Tube Station, I meet up. And yeah. uh, it, all, it, it, you know, from from there, we then record, do our album. Hold on, I've got to interject though. I've got to interject. What made you want to start up a label? Like, having been in a group and then, you know, America, what made you want to do that? America, America. America, really, Sylvia Rowan in particular had really gone and just said, look, you know, and, and Merlin Bob had said, we recognise something in you that isn't just about being in a band. Mm. They were like, just, they just said, you know, you, you guys, you guys, you know, can be good sort of backroom exec type types. So, you know, we picked up a lot from her and from there and whatever. And just seeing the way that East West Record was run. I mean, you're talking about a label that within two years had a turnover, I think that was close to... 70 to 80 million dollars so you know it, you know yeah well so, you know if you're talking about people that signed Buster Rhymes Missy Elliott you're talking about Snow in four months like she you know all of that stuff that's a thing yeah. they signed all of that's crazy ass. anyway in vogue anyway she signed all of that so yeah. we then go on from there do loads of production Shola's album blows um, but yeah, as I said, America was the because they just kept going on about, you know, be about your business, be about your business. And while, while all that was happening, one night I, I was in my bed and I remember it as clear as day, 4am, I, I fell out of my bed, vexed. And I was vexed. And I was vexed because as far as I was concerned, we had the makings of a UK black music industry. Yeah. And as such then it was urban music is what it was being labeled, but there was no talking shop. Mm. And so that is when we came with the urban music seminar. So the urban music seminar, which was the pre to the ultimate seminar was a place where loads of people came, spoke, talked about the music industry, lots of panels, etc. The thing was, in this country, 
especially in the black music world, that hadn't really been done before. So right. we're talking in 1997, right? Yeah. And it hadn't really been done before. And we were all going around town going, yeah, there's a black music industry in the UK. I remember lots of major record <laughs> label bosses just going, you're talking out of your ass. Yeah. We were like, nah, man, it's here or it's coming. You best be ready. Anyway, yeah. so a lot of the execs that you probably see now, you know, you look at people like Twin, you look at people like, I don't know, Jamie Binns, you look at people like, you know, Dumi. They were all people that came to the Urban Music Seminar. Yeah. Anyway, so we, were, we did the Urban Music Seminar and then after doing the Urban Music Seminar, so done a whole load of production. After doing that, Urban Music Seminar, after that, into management. Management, first act I signed, actually was a girl called Louise Tara, signed her to Blue Note Records. Something in there didn't quite work. For whatever reason, you can never tell. Um, and really, uh, I was two years into management, had not had a hit, came across a guy called Master Shorty, who weirdly introduced me to a guy called Labyrinth, <laughs> as a young Labyrinth, basically. And um, I listened to his productions, got schooled to him and his manager, Mark, at the time got school to both of them and, and just was like, this kid's incredible. So I was like, right, listen, I need you to make the Master Shorty album. Cut a deal. Yeah. Cut a deal with Labyrinth at the time, which ha, I doubt whether you'd be able to get one tune out of him for that price now. But uh, <laughs> anyway, cut a deal with him and he did the whole Master Shorty album. The Master Shorty album came close, but was not the full cigar. Um, yeah. so, because basically the next act that Labyrinth produced the next rap act was tiny so i missed it by one and i remember being okay you're close you're close you're close yeah we weren't quite there so then it was like okay what's next so then my next act and it was really just advice internal feeling here was this yeah. thing of like you know what i need to start signing things that i'm i'm like really just properly passionate about and whatever even more so you know and so I opted for this girl called Rumor, who was a singer. Um, signed her against many people's wishes. A lot of people were saying, no, 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 you're crazy. What are you doing? Why are you signing this? Why are you really? signing her? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. They were like, they weren't having it. She'd been looking for a deal for 10 years. And then I came across her in her ninth to 10th year. And people were like, you're mad. She's been around these offices like two, three times. They were like, why are you doing it? And I was like, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I That's said, good. you've been looking at it wrong. I said, I think you've chosen the wrong songs. So they were like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, you've missed it. So I basically, you know, and she was unsure at the time as well. She was very much like, what? You know, I what, remember what? meeting her, you know. I remember being the intern at Warner Music in 2011 because her yeah. sister was involved with her merch design or something. I yeah, remember. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's family affair all round, definitely, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of family involved in that stuff. But so I, uh, yeah, did that. And um, the record blew. Million sales, Atlantic Records, signed it to Atlantics, then did a deal with um, Chrysalis Music for her publishing as well. Yeah. Uh, it was quite an astounding thing, actually, you know, but we, I managed to get both deals signed on the same day, which anybody will know, that's a tough, that's a tough gig. Did you go to both sides on the same day? Did both. Yeah, I did the publishing <laughs> and the records on the same day, like that. Anyway, so, and um, yeah, so that was that. And then after 
rumor, touring it, blah, this day is what, you know, million sales. The next person I came across with a singer from, um, from Birmingham. Uh, I was tipped off by Steve Brand, uh, who, who is a producer that I manage still to this day. Mm. Uh, the ever young Steve Brown. And um, he just told me, he said, Quam, there's this, there's this girl, she was in a band and blah, blah, blah. He just said, look, you know, I don't know, but anyway, so that is that person there. So that is Laura Mvula. And uh, uh, got, I took her stuff around. You know, we used to wheel a little piano thing around yeah. her and the piano and take it around to loads of different offices. Just took it and then finally... You know, I took it to Colin Barlow at RCA and he just got it. He was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I love Green Garden. A big tune. Listen, she's got new ones coming, man, that I like, believe. You best hold on to yourself, mate. She's, she's yeah. properly coming. <laughs> her and her, her, you know, new manager guy. He's, he's good. He's doing well with yeah. it, definitely. And uh, that's the vibe. So, yeah, I, I did like, I don't know how long. How long was I doing? Laura was almost like, it was almost like four or five years. Yeah, with Laura. Yeah, I remember seeing you and her on a plane to LA. That's yeah. <laughs> how I remember. Yeah, yeah, four or five years did that. And then after that, I was very much like, you know what, it's time. It's time for something new. Yeah. And uh, still had, still got a management company, you know. And um, yeah, Sing to the Moon, whole album. Yeah, totally. Killer. But yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, so... Did, did that and, and after doing Laura really it was much more okay what am I gonna I, and really I was just the thing where I was just, very much thinking I need to leave space but you're still doing Ultimate Seminar this time every year yeah the thing was there's an overlap right because uh, from doing the, from doing the music management at first imagine 2006, 7, 8 like nothing really happening and then I begin to sign some things that get signed and yada yada but 2010 See, the other music seminar stopped until 2005. 2009, I start talking again to Andrea and Nikki on the phone and saying, I keep getting stopped on the road by people that are like, you have to do that thing again. Mm. And I was, and they were all said, you know what, we keep getting stopped too. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. Well, what are we going to do? You know? Yeah. And um, really, it, that's where it went. It went from there. You know, uh, I, I, I had... I, I, you know, we we made plans, made the whole plan, and just came with it. The the ultimate seminar, first one, small attendance, next one bigger, next one bigger. Now, obviously, it's where it's at, you know. So it's the force, it's the force that it is, you know. Oh wow, I've got a real fan here. How did you come around to making a song for Daryl Hall? That's hard for <laughs> question. Yeah, anybody that knows. Uh, Hall of Notes, I, listen, I, I always presume that, you know, the youngsters, because different people know me for different things. Some people know me, the influence. Some people know me, oh, record label. Some people know me, blah, some producers. Some people know me, seminars. Some, you know, that's the situation. Anyway, Daryl Hall was a call from him and his management that just said, listen, you know what, we really like what you do and we'd like you to do a song for us. Yeah. And obviously for me, I'm like, mad Daryl Hall and John Oates fan. Like, I can't go for that. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> what a song. So we were honoured. We, so we did a tune with him, track called Flashbacks, boom, you know, and that's the situation. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so the seminar, now 2010 comes, we start 
the seminars are saying it grows and grows and grows and it grows to what it is now, which, yeah. which you've got creating vision. Imagine creating vision to be the umbrella. Mm -hmm. Imagine each of the spines to be the different things that we do within it. Okay. Um, so let's, let's, let's look at it like this. So mm. spine one is the seminar. Spine yeah. two is the A&R focus groups, which again, they're beginning to reshape you know, some of the ways that people think about A&R, you know, because yeah. essentially we, we, we walk with a, 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 a we're, we're like, we're like the A&R scout or A&R a man's friend, you know, in that, that an A&R person from a, a label can contact us and go, okay, I want to have an A&R focus group. And mm -hmm. we sit around a, a boardroom table with eight of our people and we will basically play like two songs each and generally maybe the a and person might know half but the other half they'll be like who's this you know mm -hmm. so we've ended up you know with seven or eight signings coming off of the back of this and how it works is, is that the major label then pays whoever brought the the thing in to them they pay so that's how they pay them like a dividend uh, you know they get yeah. money and they get to come to three or four of the, the, the labels um, meetings. So, so, that's, so they get a bit of the experience in there as well. So that's, that's what we do. So that, you've got the NR focus groups. You've got the MBOL show, which is basically like this, but with me being Lloyd, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got, and then you've got um, uh, Aspiration Pathway Program, which is what we do. That's like Seminar Junior. So we do that for 14 13, 15 year olds and we go into schools, inner city schools and we deliver, you know, the, yeah. the, the music business to them. We're not, we're artists, sure. You know, artists are, as we call it, the, the, the top of the hill. But what mm. we say, and we say this a lot is, you know, you have to understand that beneath that structure, right, there are a whole load of jobs. And those are the jobs that we are, very very good at introducing um people to that's 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 us we are essentially as people call us the get work network that's what we are you know? <laughs> simple that's it you know so yeah so that's the seminar you know so yeah. you've got creating vision you've got the seminar you've got a and r focus groups you've got master classes you know you've got all of that all of that involved and that's part of what we do so, yeah. That's crazy, and that's incredible, man. And then touching on the management, because you was on a nice story there of like you're doing Lauren Vula. What came after that? Do you know what I mean? Well, Lauren Vula. I mean, after Lauren Vula, it, it was, it's quite interesting. It's it's you've got I've got Caitlin Scarlett, obviously, as you know. <laughs> so I've got Caitlin Scarlett, who you know she's. She's, amazing voice. Yeah, amazing she's a vocalist writer. with some incredible talent and, and, and great writer skills. Incredible writer. Um, and then I have uh, Blue Lab Beats, you know. So I have them, and they're part of the whole new wave jazz scene, etc. Although, you know, their thing crosses into Afro jazz as well, which mm -hmm. links into Afro beat, strangely, as you know, as well, because some of their tracks are doing very, very well. In fact, actually, the more Afro-leaning tracks are the ones that are doing the best, you know? Yeah. Um, I got a new MC called Cassie Wrights. I have, uh, 
I've got a, uh, I co-manage with uh, Ben Bushel, uh, uh, an act called George Ogilvy, who is a guy who is independent and is streaming close to 100 million streams. Crazy. Um, I've got uh, this, one of the side shoot projects of Blue Lab is NKOK and Kaidi, so I look after them as well. So Kaidi is the sax player that plays for Celeste and plays for Tom Mish as well. Very high caliber, very, very good. But him and NKOK from Blue Lab Beats have formed a, a group. And that's yeah. coming out, that comes out through Believe. I've got Peter and Kerry, who are like folk, you know. Um, Vivian Chi, a guy called Terrain. James Rose, he's ridiculously talented. And yeah. um, Hydra Mag. And I think the only other person I've missed out is Miss Amrit Korsha. She's the newest. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, so that's the roster. And then yeah. we have producers and songwriters as well so we've got um jack gourlay who's just had a platinum record in germany yeah um we've got caitlin obviously she's on the songwriting tip blue lab who are on the production tip obviously for other people we've got rob shirelli who is the guy who's he's on his fourth grammy as yeah. a mi mix engineer so he mixes what's he doing recently i mean i think he's got a new stevie wonder album to do at the moment <laughs> he's like he's all sorts i mean okay. he's huge and then we've got space time who is a beat maker who's just obviously scored chart wise with um nave smalls he's on he's got a track on nave smalls album um, and then we are, we also have steve brown who who is the the steve brown i can't even i mean literally he's like tv uh, he's yeah. a producer, so he produced Rumor, he produced Laura and Vula. He he he's a he does he does musicals. Yeah. Um, he did uh, the musical Spend Spend Spend. You know he's he he's a proper like all round music head. I call him the wizard. If he does it, if I if I could be so bold as to say. So yeah, so that's him. And then How do you find time. And then on top of that, we've got the new thing, which is Guru Shack, which we started, which is this, you know, incredible, you know, we do consultancies as well. So yeah. Ferocious, we've got Ferocious A to B, which is like a consultancy thing, which basically, we've just noticed that a lot of people, we can't, I don't, we can't take on any more people for Ferocious, but yeah. we allocate an amount of time every month for consultancies. Um, and a lot of people basically, we're, we're almost like pay-as-you-go management, basically. So we don't take yeah. an inch, but we just, we, we do it as an hourly drop-in service. So we do that. And then we've got Guru Shack, and that's the situation. So I've got all of that, and then come the other stuff. So you've got MMF, I'm vice chair, right? How did that happen? Let's talk about that. How did that come around? I, I was going to a lot of MMF meetings, so people don't know. Okay, so the MMF is the Music Management Forum, yeah? And that's the UK arm. I was approached at first, I think, by Joey Swarbrick and Brian Message, who basically just said, listen, you need to be up in this. And I remember thinking, what? But I, but I went. 
And um, I went to the first meeting. When I went to the first meeting, I remember thinking, hmm, there's something here, but I think I've got to stick it here. So I just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. Now, if you don't know what it is, the MMF, if you are a music manager, you need to be at the MMF. You need to be a member of the MMF because the mm. amount of information on that highway for music managers is ridiculous. You, know, you get to hear about, there's loads of, and we've got lots of different things going on. You know, we've got the Accelerator, which is run by Paul Bonham and, and, and the Accelerator schemes in conjunction with YouTube, which basically is, is, is like, it, it funds new managers up to yeah. 10,000 quid. Do you know what I mean? And you can get like a, 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 basically a grant for a year. You know, don't have to pay it back. You just, you know, it's just to, to make sure that you can manage properly. So we've yeah. got all of that kind of stuff going on. But more as well than that is just the whole thing about best practice. You know, the, I'm the vice chair. The chairman is Paul Craig. He's, you know, we, we just work. And, and then, of course, you've got Alan, Annabella Coulter. Yeah. I mean, she's ridiculous. Yeah, you got me to sign up. I, yeah. I remember speaking to you about it, and it. I Listen, said, mate, you need to it? be on the board meetings. I'm gonna make sure next one you're, <laughs> you're going to be on it. So come, but um, as an observer, you need to come in definitely. But right. um, yeah, so it's been great. That's that's been really good. Um, as I said, they approached come come down. I kept coming down, and then basically, I I I kept going for about a year, year and a half, two years, and then they just said, look, you know what, uh, mm. positions come up. Vice chair, do you want to give it a shot? And I, at first, I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Do you know what? Let me try." It. And I've loved it, loved it, and it's been good because do you know what? I've been able to bring people like yourself in. Mm. You know, that's true. Involved. That is true. So we had a question come in. Normally, I leave questions to the end, but I think we should do it same time. Curated by a queen, says so as someone who has reinvented themselves multiple times. Yeah. How has it been reintroducing yourself to people that know you for one thing as something new? I just have learned that the, the wonderful thing about reinvention mm. is that you cannot have an ego with reinvention because you have to understand that there's a whole bunch of people that know you in one area, but when you start in a new area, you're at the bottom of the path. No one knows you there. Uh. And you have to understand that. And you, you know, you've got to remove There's Ego is a funny thing, as they say, you know. Mm. And you, everybody needs, you need a little bit of ego in this business. I defy anybody, they'll be lying if they say they haven't got it. You need a little <laughs> bit of ego. Because the simple truth is, the ego is like, it can be like a shield for you. You know, yeah. but the problem with ego is too much of it and it will destroy your ass. So, you know, a little bit fine, you know, it's, it's, it's like toffee, you know, have a little bit of toffee, you're like, well, that's a nice taste. You have too much, you're sick. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's the situation. And, and, and I don't know, I, 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 I think with reinvention, it literally brings you back down to the floor because you have to relearn how to do something from scratch. Mm. So that is the good bit. The hard bit is, you know, the, 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 in a way, the hard bit can be that you, when you're introducing yourself, you're almost in your old shell. 
So you're thinking, oh, people, are, and they don't know nothing about you. They're just like, who are you? So you've got to prove it, but that's all right, you know? You could judge by your actions, man, so come on, you know? So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a, it's a great answer, to be honest. Like, I think and it's something you continuously do time and time again. I mean, I was saying, how do you find time to manage all these things, you know, because you're involved with so much, you know? How do you... Well, I think, I, balance it. I think the thing is, a lot of it, there is a lot of intertwined stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's a lot of things that are just intertwined, right? You know, if you're, do- if you're in a band, but then you're producing, well, you were producing yourself in the band, so why not produce other people? So then if you're producing and, and you're in a band and you're going on the road, so you're learning about live stuff. So then hold mm-hmm. on. If you've learned about live stuff, why not take that and transfer it into doing seminars and panels and events. Why? Because it's just a different type of life. Okay, so if you're doing seminars and panels and events, what happens? Well, you learn and meet loads of new people. So if you learn and meet loads of new people, then what are you going to do with all of those contacts? Well, maybe you should be a manager. If you're going to be a manager, then cool. You're, then what are you doing? You're using all of the skills, live, blah, this, that, X, Y, Z, because you can associate with your artist. Because you're like, yeah, I've written a song. They go, have you? Yeah. You go, do you produce a record? <laughs> yeah, I have. They go, you won awards? Yeah, I've won awards. They go, have you done this? Yeah, I've done that. So you're like, there's that. Like, okay, so you get me. I'm like, yeah, of course I get you. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. <laughs> you know, so that's what happens. I mean, the tricky bit is you always, I'm very lucky. I've got a wonderful wife and she's, when it comes to t- like weekends and blah, she's really like, listen. You know, and yeah. that can be very hard because you know what this business is like, it will chew up all of your time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chew up all of your time, you know, so that's the situation. Also, by the way, the other thing with, you know, the Ultimate Seminar, the newest thing that we've launched is, of course, the Ultimate Circle, which was announced this week, MBW, which is our mentor scheme, which we've got over 65 mentors for. And the idea is, is that, you know what, a person who is new to the business that wants a little taste Mm. of lots of different mentors' knowledge can go get 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes here, one hour there, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes. So basically it's like you, and then from there you can actually go, well, you know what? I learned a bit about being a roadie. I learned a bit about a bit about being an MD of a record label. I learned a little bit about and I learned a bit about publishing. I learned a bit about you know tax. I learned a bit about blah. I learned a bit about so cool. So then you can. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. As Re as Re says, anyone who isn't following at Creating Vision is slipping. <laughs> no, but that mentorship. Let's talk about that. You just explained it. I did see it get announced. When does it start? Is it, how does it? Now, if you go to the Creative Vision, C-R-E, the number eight I-N-G vision. Mm. C-R-E, the number eight I-N-G vision dot com. Go there. Look at, look at, press where it says mentor, mentor scheme, or uh, should we say ultimate circle, right? Mm. And literally just put your details in there. As people know, all of the things that the seminar does are free. That's the situation. So it's more about your application. And then you will, you know, 
you'll get the emails through and the emails will come through to you about all the events and all the things they're doing. But at the same time, you will, you will, you will also be eligible for this mental scheme. And it's, uh, it's picking up fire. I know that we've had, uh, on the first day, I think we had 70 signups on the first day. So That's incredible. all I can say is, listen, if you haven't signed up right now, you are not <laughs> so we don't really have like a dual audience that listen to this um, podcast and watch the video and everything um, we have people that want to be artists we have people that want to be managers you know they want to work behind the scenes um, what's your advice to up and coming artists wow that's a big question you've got to be more specific I mean, I mean, pick three, pick five. What would you say are... You've worked with many artists and many producers. And, you know, there's people out there going, okay, I want to I wanna manage like Kwame. Or, you know, I want to sell records like Shola, like Rumor. You know, what would be your top... Let's say three. Your three pieces of advice. Your top three. What for? For, for artists? Yeah, up-and-coming artists. Up-and-coming artists... <laughs> I could be blunt and say patience, patience, and patience. That's easy. <laughs> but I'll say this. I'll say patience, definitely. You know, the, the amount of times and I come, you come across an artist and say, yeah, well, you know what? That's long. Uh, you mm. know, I don't want to do that. I don't have to do that. I can just do it this way. Yeah. All I say to people is understand this, right? This whole game is like mountain climbing. If you take shortcuts, you might get there quick. You might score a hit, but your leg muscles will not have been developed correctly. Which <laughs> will mean, which will mean, right? It's the equivalent of a person standing at the bottom of a mountain and taking the elevator to the top and then grabbing the flag and going, yay! I've done it. Cool, cool. But you know what? One gust of wind comes and you're shaky. Why? Because you haven't done the climb from the bottom of the mountain and learn along the way and gain the muscles, learn how to breathe with the oxygen, all of that. You haven't done any of that. You've taken the shortcut, got there quick. So you know what? A gust of wind comes, a blah, and you're blown and you fall to the bottom of the mountain. And then it's really, really tough because you know what? You've got a bust leg now and you've got to try and do the same thing again. Yeah. So that's what I say is like, listen, patience is number one, right? Number two, don't be an arsehole. Mm. Because as everybody says, the same people that you meet on the way up that you've been an arsehole to, and the same people that when you're coming down are going to be kicking your ass. <laughs> True. And an artist in free fall, I'm telling you, is not a, 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 is a sorry sight, just to put it that way. You're going to get some kicks. Especially some if you've been an arsehole, because people will kick your ass far mm. and fast. Okay, so that's number two. Uh, number three, take every opportunity 
to understand your business. Understand your business. You see things like this? Be here. You see when we say, hey, listen, you should really check out the mentors. Check it out. You see when there's somebody there and they're doing a talk of blood, make sure you're there. You see when there's like a, a free lecture or a blah, blah, make sure you're there. Because you know what? With this whole artist thing, you're not going to get it first time. Somebody's going to be talking about percentages and blah, blah. And it's going to be misty, 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 misty. But what will happen is eventually it'll start to stick. You'll be like, oh, yeah, cool. I got that one. Oh, yeah, I've heard that eight times. Yeah, cool, I got, I got that. I've heard that seven times. Yeah, I got that, I got that, 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 woo! And that's what happens. So, yeah, patience. Be kind. Yeah. Educate yourself. Yeah. About this business, because this business is, you know, come on, look at, look at, look at Yay last night. It's crazy. Man was man's <laughs> crying online. <laughs> Come on now. Posting contracts. <laughs> Posting con listen. And people are like, what? How do you and it's like, listen, you know, fair enough, you've got to understand the business to actually understand. Actually, back then, that kind of deal was pretty standard, really. Yeah. But yeah. but you know, it, you know. Wild, yeah, wild, Shawnee Cavalier. Turn you right, turn you right. So, so the flip side of this, now is what's the what's the same free things you'd give to someone that wants to be an executive? You know, the person that is sitting here listening, going, "I want to be a manager of a show like Alma one day," or "I want an A and R." You know, I know you've done a bit of A and R in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. What, what's your what's your free things to that person? Because not everyone wants to be an artist. You know what I mean? Some people don't want to be an artist. Listen, I hope not. You know, that's that's part of what this, the seminar has all been about, is it's like we just literally say, you can't, you know, everybody can be one of those. You know, it's like, mm. yeah. Um, same piece, same three pieces. Of, so three pieces of advice, I would say. Okay, for executives, network. Network, network, and network, right? So network. Number two, I would say, do not be but afraid. Go back to one though, because some, okay, I don't know if you get asked this. I get asked a lot, how do you network? What, how, how did you build your network? You got, you got a crash. You got a crash. It's like you have to <laughs> crash. And when I say that, I mean, you have to, it's that same thing. If there's a talk going on, be at it. If there's a blah, be at it. If there's a Zoom going on, be on it. If there's a blah, you know what? When the person says, hey, have you got any questions like that? Make sure you ask a question, even if you are like not sure and shy. Ask the question. Your network is your net worth precisely. You know, it's like, yeah. I really see well there, the great Re is saying, be bold. She's totally right, be bold. Yeah. That Re is an executive coming. She's coming for all of you. And listen, Shawnee Caballero, listen, people understand. <laughs> you want to know about publishing? Huh. That one there, she might save your ass financially. <laughs> be with it. Come on now. Anyway, so listen, I'm just saying, be about it. I'm always networking. Yeah. I am always networking. Renos, they all know. 
I'm like, bam, bam, bam. Who's this person? Who's that? Who's this? Who's that? You know? And at every kind of level too, you know? Because this whole thing about, oh, you just, you just uh, communicate with, you know, the upper echelons. Yeah, I know people in the upper echelons, but, you know, the excitement is on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's on the grants on the new discoveries. I'm like, Lloyd, who you got? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's where it's at. That's true. That is true. You know, I'm like, yeah, because when I come around to you, if I used to come around to you meetings, it'll be you be here, come, come, what you doing? I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, but when we used to see each other in Sony, it was funny because I'd be like, Kwame, what are you up there? You haven't told me. And you're like, all right, cool, I'm coming, I'm coming. Give me 10 minutes. And then you go, <laughs> Listen, seriously. And the thing right, is, so don't be afraid. Words. Listen, people, don't be afraid. You know, this is the thing, again, people are always like, they're always quick. They're quick to leave a building. Like, they come into a club, they do it, they get a drink, they have a blah, this, that, this, that. And then they're like, yo, I'm on to the next place. I'm not the time. I'm like, you know what? No, stay there. Just stay. Yeah. You know what? How about your last to leave? You're last to leave. And when you're last to leave, how about you're talking to the DJs that are there? You get their emails and their numbers. Because you know what? Those same DJs are going to go on to become like big DJs. And if you have their number so, now, you'll have their number then. So listen, understand. Once again, be kind. Don't be an asshole. Don't be... So, wait, so number one was network. Number one was network. Number two is what now? Number two... I would say for an executive, don't be pigeonholed. Yeah? It's fine for you these days to be A&R, but you know what? Have a publishing company. It's fine for you A&R, but you know what? Maybe you've got a little marketing company that you're doing with blah, blah, blah. You know what? Blah, 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 but whatever. So why I say that is, and I'm giving away some crown secrets here, but I do it because you know what? I don't care. I, I don't care. I will say, listen, if you can, if you, by doing that, what you're doing is, is you're creating multiple routes in towards you. Yeah? So come the time where you need to give out, people are like, yeah, cool, come. And that's the thing. <laughs> when I've got an act that's hitting, right, that's really steaming, people are coming at me from every angle. Because they're like, yeah, I knew you because you were, I met you at that club, but, and you were down and such and such a blah, and they're coming at me from every angle. And so I'm able to leverage plenty for the act. Mm. I'm able to kind of go, yeah, yeah, listen, uh, bam. So... You know, exactly. Exactly. Laura, Laura is a very good example. So when her time came, when she was, she, you got to have the hit. When you have the hit, listen. And I, I'm literally like, I'm like an octopus, but times three <laughs> with the legs. I'm not, because I'm like, yeah, don't worry. We're doing this. We got that. We got this. We got that. Hey, listen. Bam, 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 it's like that. Yeah. And so it gets crazy. But that's the situation. So that's two. Yeah, have many routes in towards you. Don't just oh, be told, no, 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 you concentrate on that, blah, blah. No, no. Yeah. You can concentrate on that and you can be great at that. That's fine. But make sure that you are, you, those little thoughts that you had in the back of your head, oh, I wonder, maybe I, I could start a little, I should, 
But you know what, though? But most people say, don't be a master of nothing and jack of all trades. Like, how would you, what would you say to that? Because there is people that are like, well, because I focused on this one thing, I'm great at this one thing. Do you know what I mean? Listen, that's all fine. But to me, right, a lot of the time, you're looking at me and my being up, all I can say is I've been in a business 33 years. The end. We end full stop. <laughs> 33 years and counting, actually. Yeah, and exactly. So my thing is, it's not, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't think, I think people, if they, that's what they want to do, then that's what they want to do. But we are, we're in 2020. And if 2020 is taught anybody anything, is adapt and survive. Look at the fact that we right now, you know, we didn't wait for the pandemic to be over to do this. We just did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we said it'd be live nights. Otherwise, we'd be doing... We'd be doing live panels. We'd be doing live music events. We'd be doing other yeah. things. So, so it's this thing of like, it's, you know, we're like, okay, we've still got to get the message out of how are we going to do it? Okay, we've got a phone. All right, let's make it work. Let's make it work for us, you know? And that's the situation. It's like, come on, keep it moving. Keep it moving. You know? Yeah. And that's what we do. So you, 2020 is taught, especially the music business. The music business Listen, ever since Napster grabbed the music industry and shook it by the throat, right? Yeah. And said, listen, MP3s and streaming, that's coming. The music industry at first went, no, 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 it's not. Just stick to the old format. And the music industry got, got his ass slapped. Since yeah. then, the music industry <laughs> learned and gone, you know what? We have to be quick, which is why, as an industry now, we're, fast to, we're getting faster at embracing like, new things. Because we're like, you know what? Research R&D now in, 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 in music business companies is like, it's a thing. It's like, who's doing what? How are they doing it? You know? And they're snapping them up quickly. Come on, man. Look at what's going on now with A&R and AI right now. You know, come on. Let's, I, I, I'll go there. I'll tell people. Listen, folks, <laughs> there are bots. Yeah? There are bots that literally these guys can go to, right? That will basically, they sit behind their computer. These people have never been to a gig in their life, right? Or they have, but they only been to a few, right? And yeah. you know what they do? These people go, hey, there are 10 acts here, and these acts are doing really, really well on YouTube. They're doing really well on uh, socials and blah, and blah. And they've had spikes here, here, and here. And they're not known. And you know what? They are capable of transferring all of those fans into followers on Spotify. And people are going, do you know what? Let's sign them. And they're being able to sign acts way before people have got any kind of visibility. It's not like old times. So this is what I'm saying. And that's just one strand of A&R. You know, there are plenty of others. People, listen. There are still A&R people that use their ears, thank God. There are other people that are just like, you know what, let's just make a good record. There are other people, Joseph Kennedy, who was just like, you know what, I'm going to find somebody from early, let's develop it, and end up with you a lip-up. Boom. True. Respect to the Joseph Kennedy. You know, this is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> listen, this is the situation. So it's, there are many different ways. It's not, there's not one way to skin a rabbit. 
I shouldn't yeah. say I've got two yeah. rabbits and I'm vegan, but never mind. That's a whole... So, so hold on, let's summarise. So one is network. Two is have many routes to yourself. Have many, you know, be accessible. You know, do a few things. What's the third? The third? The third thing. Give back. To become an executive? Give back. The stuff that you are learning as you are climbing, make sure that you are sharing. I, I was told, and I'm going to share this on this here call. I was told back then by Sylvia Rowan and the record label and blah, all of those in America. This is a piece of They said, Kwam, listen. They said, listen, here's the situation, right? You might rise through the ranks. Here's the situation. As you rise through the ranks, in any way, shape, or form, think of it as though you're approaching a window and you're lifting the window up. But when you lift the window up, don't just let yourself in. Hold it open and bring people through. Many as you can. And then when you have to, it gets too much, you let it go, but there'll be another window. And when that window you get to that one, lift it up again, bring people through and just keep doing it. Okay. And I say it because it's helped me immensely. And it's kind of, it's, for me, weirdly, it's slightly addictive too. So, you know, I, 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 I really enjoy it now. I, as in, I enjoy it from the start, but yeah. And listen, you know, don't be afraid as well. The things that you are not good at is one more thing to add. The things that you're not good at, just admit that you're not good at them. Mm. But find people that are good at them and add them to what you do. So it's very, very well known with the seminar. Andrea and Nikki kicked my ass the whole time. Right? Mm. So Nikki, Nikki Charles and Andrea Yule, that's team seminar. So I'm only one third of it, right? But essentially... I might come and I might come with an idea, right? And, and come with a bit of a way of how to do it. But the, the two of them, functionals, you know what I mean? And they're creative too, don't get me wrong. You know, like Andrea and Nikki, they'll come with their own ideas that become, you know, Nikki masterclasses, Andrea mentoring, you know what I mean? It's right. like they will come. But, you know, their thing, they're very, very good going okay okay that bit Kwame is good cool leave him at that but this bit we're going to come in and deal with that bit we'll come in and deal with and so as a result it moves up so that's the thing again don't be afraid to add people to your team because the simple truth is is okay let me give you another example when i was we, we're coming across this whole idea guru shack people can look it up it's guru and then shack dot io g-u-r-u S-H-A-C-K, guruShack.io. When we were doing that, it's a thought that I'd had in my head, definitely, but, you know, it took me working with Johnny, the guy that, you know, I work with anyway, and kind of going, okay, let's go as, as partners. And then also, um, weirdly, I'd, I'd come across, while I was at Believe, I'd come across, I was, did two years at Believe. When I was there, I came across a very, very smart individual called Nikki Camilleri, 
And I was like, you know what, come, come on, come on. She was, and she's been great too. So yes. as a squad, a little team, it works really, really well. So you've got Guru Shack and it's a whole thing. You, you'll see it online, but it, the whole thing about it is the premise is you're an artist, you don't have management, but you need a good radio plugger. You need a good artist, uh, okay. as in a good graphics person. You need a good blah, you need a good whatever. That's where you go. You can go and get it all there, basically. So it's it's like a a constantly evolving and updating thing. But it works really, really well. And um, weirdly, after only four months of doing it, we've already got interest from people to invest in it, which is bananas. But you know, it's done. so yeah. But anyway, back to creating vision. Exactly, teamwork makes the dream work. So you got Nikki, you got Andrea. You got me, and the three of us make the the fist, and that's what happens. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of teams. Is what I'm saying. Don't be afraid of teams because you know what? There is no I in team. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant advice, man. That's like you broke it down three for artists. You broke it down three or four for executives. You know, I think that's amazing. Dropped some real gems there. And, now, I agree with what you're saying, especially the giving back. I think it's really important that you spread the knowledge you learn along the journey. Do you know what I mean? Because I think when I see executives not doing that, I'm like, it doesn't harm you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It doesn't, you don't lose anything, you know, from... The craziest thing is you you learn. That's the reason. 100%. You learn so much. I learn, you know. I learn, I, where did I come across? Look. I was introduced to GB by Reed and by Mel. I was introduced to GB as in Ghetto Boy by, by mm. I did not know who he was. Mm. Right? So by me being introduced to his stuff, because they introduced me to Viani. And then Viani's manager said, Oh yeah, I look after GB as well. Mm. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. And now GB is working with Blue Lab Beats. But that all came about because ultimately we put the thing out saying a and focus group, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And Ree came through and was, was one of the people that came through. And I remember when, as soon as she, when she started talking, I remember thinking, this one here, she's going to go far. You know? Mm. So that's the thing. What I'm saying is, is A&R as such is like it's a transferable it's Addington, precisely, the manager. I didn't even, you know what, I'll tail him out. That guy's going to go far. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, anyway. So, as a question I have, I always ask everyone this question. Um, what would you tell the younger Kwame? Right now, knowing what you know, you know, the Kwame that's, I don't know, before the band, in the band, you know, thinking, can I manage, can I be on the MMF chair, can I do oh, my seminar? What would you say to that person? I would, I would just say, be even more fearless. And, um, and I probably, the bit that I probably would have told myself off about back in the day, was that I probably would have said, listen, you know, because the thing that I've learned, obviously, is being a manager, 
as an artist, you can often go, hey, but my management, you know, they and blame them for stuff. And sometimes you need to take the finger and point it back. You see, they, they often say, you know, when you're pointing out at someone, they say your thumb is pointing straight back at you. <laughs> you see? Yeah. The thumb is straight back at you. So it's that thing. I would, I would say, hey, Kwam, chill. That's what I would really say. I'd say chill. Because, you know, when I was 20, 21, I was literally, uh, you know, I was just like, oh, you, you oh, I was very, very quick to blame people. Partly for me having a high expectation, but very quick to blame, you know, either your manager or blah, and blah. And it was very, I remember, you know, we had a manager for a couple of years who actually worked really, really hard on us. But actually, I was just like, no, 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 we've got to fire her, go somewhere else and blah, blah, blah. And I just remember, you know, when I when when the band was all done, and I remember thinking, "What are you doing? <laughs> you were in a band that got signed. They got signed to America. Look at it. You got signed to America. You toured with some of the biggest artists in the world, and blah. And you fired your manager, dickhead. You know, <laughs> what are you doing? You know. So it's just that thing. I mean, we we played on the first ever Jules Holland. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we, we had milestone upon milestone upon milestone. You know what I mean? It's like don't be an idiot. So that's all. But, um, so yeah, but again, look, some of the, many of the lessons that come through the seminar, I would say, I'd say, look, man, no, I don't mind calling myself a dickhead because you can yeah. be, you can, come on, you know, yeah, enough yeah, yeah. Even now, right, the things that you learn, you know what I mean? Hey, who's that for me? Mm. Hardcore, look at the missus. Your brother, mm -hmm. incredible, vegan one, mm -hmm. <laughs> missus, man. Killer. Anyway, listen, I'm just going to have one chip and I'm going to put it down. DFA, mate. DFA. Oh! <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, that's what I would say. Um, that's what I'd say. I'd say that. I'd say, chill. Don't be so hard on yourself, you know? Mm. And I'd say, play keyboards for longer because I used to love, I still love keyboards. All right, so we got a couple questions. Come on, I'm a, I'm a I'm ready. Ready. you were the guy for me, did you? Wait, um, Addington, I seen you joined. Just let me how you up again, right? You, my friend, you're gonna be a big manager. Hear me now when I say it. I say it with my chest. You, listen, you're gonna be a big, big manager. You got the right. You got <laughs> the right temperament. You've got very, very good smarts. And you got ears. You are going to be a big manager. Just telling you. Let's go. So, I think we're going to have to come back, though, because this is going to run out in a minute. And come back, man. I'm ready. Say, I'm ready. I'll come back. All right. So, R&B scene and created by a queen. We're going to log off, come back, send your questions in again, and then we'll have another, we'll have more time and Kwame can get into it. Kwame, I'm literally going to save this video and we're going to come back on the live, yeah? So I'll see you in a sec. Ready? All right, cheers. All right, cheers.